If yeah. we had if we had done the four one two entrance, they would have had a lot of fun. They would. Uh, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm in Philadelphia for the middle part of the week covering the Pirates and Phillies out here and seeing my son at Drexel University, and he's Ramon Foster in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yes, yes, I am DK. I'll put up that comment right there from Casey that says, "How do you like Philly?" Question mark sucks, right? DK is having a good time in Philly. It is the part that I I can't speak to the whole thing, okay? But the part <laughs> that I'm in the, uh, the 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 the, the medical community, the university center, and everything is just tremendous. Yeah. I mean, it is world class. Good. Uh, so I, I don't have anything. If you're waiting for me to say something bad, you're going to have to wait till November when I'm doing Penguins versus Flyers over there in that arena <laughs> okay. it gets a little spicy over there uh spicy is definitely the operative term moan <laughs> oh you know what that's right that's that's pittsburgh all the way through and through i mean pennsylvania i'm i'm naming the whole state pittsburgh oh well, you ready to yeah, roll i am i am we are we are definitely ready i will not show the bell today you'll just hear the sound how about that all and right it'll be good All right, Moan. We have Steelers versus Houston Texans coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time, noon Central time, actually noon kickoff time where the Steelers will be. It's going to be a matchup of a team that thinks it's up and coming. And I'm not being mean when I say that. Yeah. Against one that thinks it's up and coming and arguably should be up and coming. Fair? And- they're they're what? What you got for me, DK? I, I don't. I, I, I just I, I feel like I feel like the Steelers are in a spot now where they need to prove a lot to themselves. This yeah. is very different than where they were, let's say three weeks ago before the 49ers game, because yeah. they they needed at that time to prove to everybody else. Oh yeah, this is for real. All this stuff you're you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Just can't wait to get out there. Okay, then they get out there 49ers blow them up. Get out there against the Browns, can't move the ball. This thing in Las Vegas, whatever, okay? Yeah. Now, I feel like when talking to these guys moan they feel like they need to prove it to themselves that they're a good team. Have you been there? I I have, man. Um and and that's a part of the growth. And I, honestly, that's where this team should be at, too. DK is there. They hadn't won much. They hadn't won the big games. They hadn't won a playoff game. If we're being honest, right? Mm-hmm. Post Ben and honestly, what was it Ben's last two years? Uh, we yeah. didn't go past the first round of the playoffs. So yeah, you're right. Pittsburgh's in a slightly better situation. I feel like the Texans are, but all in all, these two squads are doing the exact same thing. Young quarterbacks. Our offensive line is figuring out their offensive line is banged up a good bit. Their starting right tackle, who they just paid, has been out. I think Laramie Tunsil's has some stuff that he's been banged up with, and they are one and two on the season. Pittsburgh won two games. I feel like a lot of this fan base don't think they deserve to win those two games either, considering who they beat. You beat a really good Browns team. You made Deshaun look foolish. This is true. Like, like you got to take those dubs as they come because it only gets harder the more and more tape you have out there and the more film. I mean, the more your opponents know what they're getting themselves into. Um I look at this game, I do say it will be a challenge. I, I can almost, you know, guarantee you look at what 
Houston has in front of itself, um, they probably think they can hang with Pittsburgh. They probably think they can rattle they can rattle Kenny Pickett, which is where it's going to start for the most part. The biggest issue in this game for either side, for the Texans and, and for the Steelers, is this. The biggest, glaring, most glaring issue going into this game that one team has to have. Say it. Say it. That's them stopping our rush. The defense. Yes. Thank you. That's I, the I, most certain I, thing I in was, this matchup. Because Houston's offensive line yeah. has not been good. No. Now, Moan, there was a time. When you had Cam Hayward and you know Stefan Tuitt up the middle, yeah, and you could just bank on destroying that team, yeah, because yeah. it would be coming from here and it would be coming from the edges too. Now you know about the edges, but we'll see how much are they going to use Keanu Benton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of consistent penetration is Demarvin Leal going to get? Uh, how healthy is Larry Ogunjobi going to be? I am so completely with you on this. Yeah, no, that is the biggest uh, headache I think either side is going to have. I don't really worry about um, what Houston Texans have going on on the defensive side of the ball. Steven Nelson is still there as far as that concern. You you have a familiar foe, but it's a whole lot of the players that are on this team, Steven Nelson didn't play with. You know what I'm saying? Like that Shaquille Griffin been on this team is one thing also. They have some guys that can get after it in the run game. Will Anderson Jr., I followed a good bit while he was in college. He's good enough, but I don't know if he's going to have an impact on a game that you have to worry about. The biggest worry is watching TJ and Alex get home and also Keanu Ben and, like you said, Larry O2. I look at it and say this. Pittsburgh has always done well against rookie quarterbacks. I expect that to be the same case. I'm confident in this team being able to get after him, hit him, and, and truly have another welcome to the NFL moment. He played against, in, in uh, the first couple of weeks, the uh, Colts, and they played against the Ravens. They both kind of had their way with him. Ravens beat him 25-9, and the Colts put up 31 against them. If you're not pounding the run game this week and just taking what's in front of you, if you're the offensive uh, coordinator this week, something's wrong, DK. That's somewhat how I look at this week. And I keep seeing the Kendrick Green play and everything like that. I'll say this. Don't be shocked when it comes down to Kendrick Green playing, and if he plays well, you do a little more when you're a little ticked off. You do a little more when you're in a different situation. We got to live in that world, too, to where Kendrick will say this, I'm out for blood. And maybe you'll say to yourself after watching him this weekend, where was that guy for us? Let's also remember this. If he does do well, it's only one game in one week. Yeah, I was going to say that that could be the Chris Wormley effect. You know, where Mike Tomlin would find worms somewhere in the room and say, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, well, well. <laughs> go ahead, then. You tell it. Can, can, can you motivate us in a Baltimore week? Are you going to go after your own team? Is that what you're asking, DK? Is, was it yeah, that? He, he, you know, he got a lot more stark than that. He would yeah, say, okay. you understand, they didn't want you. <laughs> when they trade you inside your own division, yeah. when you get traded inside the AFC North, they, they're actually okay with you being on the other side of the football. Oh, that's nasty. Ooh. That's and it nasty. worked every time. He played his best football against the Ravens here. He did. He did. So that's why I'm telling you guys, don't be surprised if Kendrick comes out and wows you. 
Don't be surprised if he doesn't look like the guy you saw. And this ain't a game of us versus one guy. You got to go beat up their entire offensive line this week because there's not much there when you look at who they are. Laramie Tunsil, if he's in this game, is by far one of the best guys, best left tackles in the game. And mm-hmm. it's not even close, man. Shaq Mason's been around the block a few times. I can tell you much about Jared uh, Patterson, but I do know they lost there. I think, the starting center at the beginning of the season. They signed George Fant in the preseason, and I've been hearing that he has actually had, dealt with some injuries too, DK. There isn't much to this game other than this to me. When I say this team hadn't really won a whole lot, DK, and done a whole lot too, these are the teams that you have to go in and kick their face in, and it's just that simple. If, if this is bleeding to a finish – or we can't stop a nosebleed this game, then they're probably back where they were uh, in, in uh, week one. Like, go do this this week. And I think it's fair to expect that, considering you win and run, won on the road in uh, Las Vegas also. Yeah, I think I think part of the way to look at this when it comes to the Steelers' defense matching up against Houston's offense is, A, the line that we talked about, B, the rookie effect that you talked about. But also, let's... Let's stop having any sort of team-level analysis when it comes to T.J. Watt performing as he is as an individual. He is wrecking games all by himself, okay? Now, I don't know how many people realize this, but the Texans are going to have a ceremony to honor J.J. Watt before the – okay, you following me here? Okay. No wonder I saw the headline I saw. All right. So, T.J., is going to be on the field with his brothers, I'm sure both, there in the house and his family and his mom and dad and everything else here. Oh, no. Oh, no, C.J. Stroud. Okay. Uh, There's just no chance. I mean, they can chip because the the Raiders tried some of that. It doesn't matter. T.J. talked about it. He said, they can chip me all they want. Somebody else is coming. Do, okay. You know TJ well enough, don't you, DK? Oh, I do, actually. When you turn the camera off, what, what kind of guy is he? He's a prideful, I'm going to kick you in your face type of dude, is he not? In a matter-of-factly kind of way, though, isn't it, isn't it right, Mo? It's not in a, it's not in a boastful uh, cornerback kind of way, you know? <laughs> TJ is just like, I, I know exactly what I need to do out there. I'm going to get it done. Okay. So, and then everything turns to wee, 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 of course. So when it comes down to his brother having a day on the day that he's in that city on that same field, was that a good thing for Houston to kind of plan out? I, oh, I'm sure they did it for JJ. Okay, of course. That, and out of, of course. respect, okay? So, yes, I, I'm going to say in that case it was. JJ means so much, not just to that franchise, but remember what he did for, for the city of Houston. No, no, I'm talking about stoking the fire of showing off in front of his little brother. Nothing you could do, man. Nothing you could do. TJ going to make him pay for this. I, and I love uh, it. I love it. No, DK, I know TJ well enough to know this. He is going after CJ, okay? It's right here from B-Field. TJ me CJ, rinse, repeat. <laughs> TJ me CJ, rinse, repeat. That's the expectation. DK, you playing this down way too much, man. You, hey, sip some more of your coffee, and you be better in this Hey Moan segment, okay? Because you're you're really not playing this the way I thought you would play this. TJ me CJ. Because his motor is I always at that level, Moan. But it's know a little that. edge this When week, have you though. ever seen a game where you go, man, TJ's really not really into it, you know? 
he just it, seems like he's not all there. If Have I was playing, had if, that? if I was playing against my brother and I had that one-on-one advantage to impact it, DK, all I'm right. showing out. You played. I'm, I'm not showing out. You I'm, what is I'm, he average, I'm like not here. Two sacks a game now? Well, Luke says he's getting three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Guys, when we can. come back, it'll be the only segment that matters. And that's a mo. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. The coverage that connects. This is funny. Siobhan comes in with TJ Watt, four sacks. You heard it here first. <laughs> By the end of this show, he's going to have like 75 sacks in this game, as many snaps as there are, you know? Yeah, yes, indeed, man. Uh, I had a good question that was that came up um, a second ago. I lost it. What was it UK. about? It was why do the Steelers play so much zone defense? Oh, that is good. That's a good one. One that's kind of always been their MO when it comes down to it. Zone blitzing. Okay. Tampa mm-hmm. two. Uh the um the, the defenses that Coach Dick LeBeau would run is on the basis of zone. You play zone against certain teams, one because you have the rush there, but it's also the blitz in there too. One on one and man, and I'll say this too. I don't know if we have enough good enough guys to win one on one constantly to play cover two man all the time. And when you got to rush the way that we have, and in most years, you play that style of defense, and it just makes the offense that you're playing against take what's there if everybody's playing their zones right. It lends you to blitz and have a rush up front while on the back end covering yourself by having zones. Are there soft portions of the zone? Yes, there are. Yes, they are. But look at what we talked about yesterday. Devontae Adams had 172 yards, right? Mm-hmm. And you kept everything in front of you. You got turnovers over behind that, too, from the other guys that you were throwing to. It lends to have more people in spaces to cover ground. And, yes, there's always drawbacks, too, but there's always drawback. And man-to-man, cornerbacks playing only one side, the cornerback that follows the guy all the time, you just got to minimize it as much as you possibly can. Uh, t- t- Paulie says that TJ will have as many sacks as the chefs at get-go. Yes. And and you know what? That conveniently reminds me that at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs, as many sacks as TJ presumably will have in Houston, fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better Believe it. Believe it. They wants to know if you you collect Steelers history in any form, even your own. Uh, no, not a lot. I have Mean Joe's uh, jersey. Uh, I got a mine up, pounce up. Few guys up in the room. Troy had to get his man, and uh, I got a B and Ben's also. I was never big That's, on the memorabilia. You're saying this stuff as if it's nothing. You're like, yeah, I got for Troy uh, and Mean Joe Green, and <laughs> just that. Well, I play with those guys, except for me, Joe. You know, I got Jack Lambert's also. Um, but I play. 
Wow. I, well, I know, but like when you're, you know this, when you're part of that Stiller family, like those are just guys to you. They're just guys. Yeah. In, in your world, they're just guys. Yes. Yeah. It's just, so to see like a call from, you know, Joe Green pull up on your phone, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I better take this right now. Whatever you do, hold up, hold up. Yeah, I got to take this. But all in all, they'll tell you. Mr. Green. Treat you. Yes, Mr. Green. You, you, They'll tell you, you treat you, them. You didn't say hi, Joe. No, I did not. I said, hey, I, No, Green. you didn't. I did. <laughs> I did. I said hi, Mr. Green. Uh, and, of course, there was a bunch of uh, formalities behind I that, did too. the same thing. I, I never do that with anybody. I just, yes, Mr. Green. Thank you, Their Mr. Green. level of respect, man, that goes into play <laughs> with it. Uh, but. Those they'll tell you what in that building, DK. They're just dudes, just like you are to wear the same jersey. They, they, they use the term family a lot. This family, yep, hundred yeah. percent. That that wasn't a flex right there. My bad, y'all. <laughs> That's pretty good though. We have a, <laughs> we have a bunch of good hey moans here. We're gonna we're gonna start. <coughs> excuse me, going through these. Jim Fairfield says, "Hey moan, Joey Porter Jr. plays tight on the receivers, but is very handsy. It was something that we'd seen a lot of as his film at Penn State. Uh, can he keep getting away with that?" Uh, depends on how slick he is. It's just point blank period. Uh, if he's good at grabbing behind so the referee can't see him, good. Uh, but guys will start to complain about it. Coaches will start to complain about it. The referees also watch film too. So they'll start seeing some stuff. You got to be good at getting away with stuff like that. That's the same way that offensive linemen have that pull through move that they'll do at times or slap your hands down. All of his art is what I tell you, Jim. Uh, I'd expect a flag or two just to pop up. It's business. You got to pay the, the the maker sometimes whenever you have stuff like that going on and people know about it. Mm-hmm. Jeff uh, Jeff has a question. First, I want to remind everybody that if you want to become a member of this show, go to dkps.net slash join. Just put it up in your URL. Uh, nice and easy. dkps.net slash join. We're up to, oh, my goodness, we're over 1,300 members or something like that right now. You know, the, the next goal is for us to get to to 2000 here. Jeff says, Hey, Moan, I expect Keanu Benton to get more snaps. Is it harder to go against a rotation, meaning from your standpoint as a guard, a rotation of linemen or one all pro? One all pro because he can court, he can craft the entire game plan around you. He can start off bull rushing you and you're prepared for that. And then the next thing you know, he's pulling another move off, and then he finally gets home. Like, that's all he really needs is one move home. If they're a rotating group the entire time, yeah, you're going to get fresher dudes, but what is their actual plan? You don't get an opportunity to get started is what I'm saying when you're rotating guys like that sometimes. that's I don't know why that surprises me. This, the rotation is what it is. Like, guys can come in fresh, but it's also the mindset that, well, you only got to – I'm going to get your best move every time. You can't set me up the way you think you can. At least that was my mindset, DK. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Brian I, comes in with a 999 contribution. That's appreciated. says, hey, Moan, Mason Cole and Dan Moore struggling. I think the best offensive line combination might be Broderick Jones at left tackle, Daniels at center. Nate Herbig at right guard said, well, you want to mess it all up, Brian? I mean, I'll finish your question here. Yeah. Since Daniels played center at Chicago, but that's a lot of moving parts. This isn't a video game. That's what I was going to say. It's too many moving chairs yeah. right there. Give me camp situations that they work together, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But that's not a situation as a coach I think you're ready, ready to risk or – I don't think they're that bad that you need to make all of those moves. I know y'all want Broderick Jones in at some point in time. Let that he might be. 
He Let might that be. happen. Okay. Okay. All right. That's just what I'll say about that one. I want to nip this in the bud real quick. Uh, great question, by the way, Ron, Brian, too, man. This one's solid. I don't know why I like it. He just said he heard an analysis, uh, an analysis that said Florio and Sim said the Steelers could lose because the Texans did so good. Is that a concern? You can do this research yourself. The Texans are giving up 24.3 points a game. That's 22nd in the entire league. If not good. That's not good. Again, DK and I told you this numerous times when it comes down to the big network saying stuff for clicks. That's what that is. Third down for this uh, Texans defense. They're giving up 47.5%. That's not good. Red zone, touchdowns. They're giving up 72.7% in the red zone for touchdowns, not field goals. They're giving up 73, 73% touchdowns in the red zone. Florio lied to you, Brent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just you wanted know. to nip that. That was such clickbait by then, and I clicked on it. Thank you, Brent, for enlightening me that that was that was terrible. You know, here's the thing. I'm going to say this about the Steelers' running game because there's there's a like here. Jermaine Thomas actually puts it pretty well here. He says, "Hey, Moan and DK, is there a way for our Steelers to keep their foot on the gas even just a little when we have a lead post Ben?" I almost cringe when we get an early lead. Yes, Jermaine, there is. The Steelers currently lead the NFL in runs of zero or one yards. Okay? Half of their runs have resulted in a binary number. Okay? That's... You're not exerting your will in any capacity if you can't get from here to there. Am I right, Moan? 100%. It, it, it starts with a mentality. It starts with a lot of reps. I, this group is, uh, I say this in a respectful way, juvenile. They're growing up still. Do you, you get where I'm coming from from this, DK? Like, they're not rookies and bad players. Even the O-linemen will, will acknowledge that now. And and uh, they don't really have many young guys, although we're, we might see one this but weekend. But it's, it's, it's juvenile, though, DK, and their approach to understanding how to close out games and how to finish entire games. We mentioned the other day, yesterday, about Chooks uh, almost allowing that, that long play to Calvin Austin III be wrecked because Max Crosby was finishing the play more than he was. And that's facts right there. You can't allow those things to just sift and ooze out each and every week. At some point, this group got to get to that point to where they say, four minutes ball left, let's go. Or end of the half, guess what? We're going for the juggler, and we're about to go score. They're just not there yet. And, of course, we're comparing this to Ben. Yeah, Ben had to get there himself, too. That's a tough comparison. Yeah, I, I, I actually want to corner you on this one. Okay, go okay. ahead. You starting Broderick Jones Sunday? Am I starting Broderick? I don't care if it's left or right. Are you starting him? He's a first-round pick. He was 14th overall. You traded up to get him, and you're not getting what you need in particular out of your left tackle. And, oh, by the way, you mm. no longer have the collective boogeyman of Nick Bosa. Uh, what's his name? Cleveland. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. And and Max Crosby. Ooh, what okay. are you doing? When are you going to play him? When are you? Um, He's your first round pick, and he has not, by every account, performed below expectations in practices. Well, let's say this, though. So he still doesn't have an easy get. 
Okay, Jonathan Grenard is solid on the rush. He was when out last wanna, year. When do you want to start any, him? I, I know that's the question is when yeah. you want to start him. Heck, when, after the buy is what I've been saying, DK. If you're going to oh, make that change, you make it then. They should beat this game and play well. But look, look, you and I had So Dan what are we Moore's trying back. to get out of Dan Moore? That's, that's, the, that, that's the question. You and I had his back all summer long. Facts. You and I had his back through the preseason. Last year. We did. And 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 here, this is not going well. Okay, the, the Steelers are giving up more QB pressures than any team in the league. Okay? Yeah. And a lot of that is on that side. And I, I understand who they faced. I get that. But it's not like he, he rose up to the occasion. He didn't. So I, I went to look at the schedule, see what the rest of it is, and screw it because he's got to go through it all, right? Yep. This week at Houston, then next week Baltimore at home. If, if you're if I'm a coach and I'm trying to manage, because again, you don't want to wreck the kid and you can't lose these AFC matchups and have him get embarrassed and get Kenny killed too. <laughs> if he's been handling his job, okay, like this okay. is where we at. Then let's let's talk this one through. If he's been handling his job in practice and he's done well enough when he's gotten the games and you think he's ready, DK. If you're gonna do it, you do it against the Texans, but I also caution it to say. Do you want to wait till week seven to do those things after Baltimore when you have that rep, when you can officially make that change, when you can understand that, look, he's our guy moving forward. You have that talk. Unless you just say, screw it, win, lose, a draw, we're going to go in the youth movement. Because that's mm-hmm. essentially what Broderick is. He's a youth movement at this point. If you yes. insert him in, what if, what if he plays bad too? Do you go back to Dan? Yeah. Because that's sure. what I'm saying. This, is this okay. group competing? Because those are the questions you got to ask yourself. Is this group in the middle of competing? Are we, are you trying to win the AFC North? Can you legitimately win the AFC North and make it into the playoffs? Because if that's not the case, I say you hold them until you actually have to have them in the game. Dan oh. Moore has not been the greatest, but he ain't been the worst. I'm for the youth. I'm for DK pushing them out there if you're if he's more than ready. But I don't know if he's more than ready yet because his tape was hot and then it was cold and then it yes, was it decent. Was. Yes. Uh, Rob comes People in want says, Broderick bad. I see says, it in the comments. I, oh, yeah. And it, they and want it's, him bad. It's justified. I, I, I get a question here that asks me, what, what do you make of TJ's shout-out to Steelers Nation after the, the win in Las Vegas? I know this TJ didn't just do a shout-out after the game. Yeah. TJ was doing it on the field. I don't know if they show this stuff during TV timeouts or whatever, but TJ was walking around doing this, raising his arms to everybody. Uh, he wanted it. And then they would start cheering. And then the half of the crowd that was the Raiders fans were like, to try to drown it out. Uh, TJ was really into it. Uh, he brought up and, and, and Kenny Pickett did too, actually on his own, the value of turning the Raiders offense Onto a silent count, which yeah. I don't know that they had banked on. Okay. I don't know that they had, I would hope that they did, but I don't know that, that they would have prepared for that. Uh, when you're going to a silent count in your own stadium, there's all kinds of uncomfortable, right, Moan? And so I was at, I was sitting on my couch comfortably giggling at the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. I said, that couldn't be my fan base. Having me go on, on the silent count at home. It's got to be embarrassing. If I was a guy who's about to be a free agent, I wouldn't want to play there anymore the next year. You can't have that happen in your home stadium. That's em- 
embarrassing, DK. That's so no. embarrassing, man. No. It's it's uh it was quite the show from the people who 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 went to that game in Las Vegas, most of them from already out there in that range, whatever from the people that I was talking to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that by the way, you're going to see something similar in Houston. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you will. But also different because the Houston Stadium, when the Steelers have played there since the Texans came to be, has been filled with Mexicans. Yes. And I, I'm talking about coming up from Mexico. Mexico. Okay. Uh, they see that as a borderline home game for them, meaning yep. the Mexican fan base, which you got to know from your trip as an ambassador down there for the Steelers. And not only that, uh, but a lot of those Houston Texans is a young franchise. A lot yeah. of those people are dual fans. They're probably Steelers, and they're probably Houston Texans fans, and they're going to pull that Steeler jersey out this weekend. Yeah, there's it's a. The other thing is the Texans just haven't been good. They, like they, go. they they've still not really gripped that yeah. community outside of a couple of individuals, notably again JJ and what he did, you know, during the the you know the natural the. Yeah, right? Yeah, let, uh, let's, let, that's where I was going. Okay, Hodge says they threw Dan and Kendrick in their first game, and they weren't first-round guys. Different situation. A different situation. Them dudes got a lot of reps within camp. You had nobody at center that you signed in free agency that could have went in where Kendrick was. Uh, Dan, there was nobody there either. I think Zach got injured. We're talking about circumstantial stuff here, though, too. Yes, I'm, I'm for Broderick. I don't want y'all to think that I'm against Broderick Jones going in this weekend. If he's mm-hmm. going to do it, Will Anderson is going to try to treat this like Georgia, Alabama. Okay, he's going to be able to – and I just told you, Grenard is not a bad rusher himself. They're bad defense. They're not that great. But you also come back home to Baltimore. Now, if you're willing to take the licks and go along with it, then I'm all right with it. Again, DK is kind of winked and nodded by saying Broderick may be the guy this weekend. And if he's earned it, good. But let's also pump the brakes just a little bit until we see what this is going to look like in a regular season. You guys loved Najee at the beginning of the season. And I say you guys, myself included too. We all love Najee. You know what I've seen now, DK, in the comments? Najee's demeanor's different. He looks a little bit more sad. He's this. Well, that's what happens when your season will go the way you want it to. That's from Trevor earlier right there. He goes, hey, Moan, I was watching Najee's interview, and he seemed down. Do players hear the noise when the fans are calling for other players such as Jalen Warren, and how does that affect you as a player? It'll be the same way for Broderick if he goes in there and doesn't have the season that you think he's going to have. The ego and, and just the psyche of being a professional, you have to block all this stuff out, but it can and does affect you sometimes too. So when I'm telling you I don't want to see Broderick just yet, but I'm okay if he does, it's of the mindset that I need players ready when they are simply ready. If we're just throwing them in there as a concession to have a youth movement, cool. We'll live in there. But we're also going to have to live with Broderick Jones' growing pains, too. I want to give Trevor some context here to the Najee interview he's referencing. It was in Las Vegas the other night, okay? And I was talking to Pat Fryer, well, trying to talk to Pat Fryermuth. He can barely talk because of the breathing <laughs> thing. But I was over with Friermuth at the time, and Najee was over to my left. Moan, he, he, after a game, will sit there in deep thought. He's the only player who does this, and he will just lock in. I don't know what's going through his head. If he's just re, you know, replaying yeah. sequences, if he's in some sort of whatever, every once in a while, the head coach himself 
will have to walk out there and say, hey, we got a bus. Let's go. Come on. Come on. And he'll do it in a not in, not in a mean way. He loves the kid. Oh, my God. But Najee is a different dude after games. You've heard me say this. Okay? Yeah. In the middle of the week, the, the, when you see Najee's interview, and he does them on, on, on Fridays for the most part, you'll see someone who's a lot a lot more energetic and enthusiastic. After games, he's just like this. And even talking to him, you'll get good information out of him from a reporter standpoint, Yeah, but you, you'll you see him like this. So I, I wouldn't read too much into the body language. And, and no, they're not reading and listening to the outside on this stuff. As a pro, you just feel it, though. You know you know you need your performance. Okay. But this is – Najee has, I think, kind of proven to us in his time. He gets better over the year. Yes. Funny how that works for a power running back. For what running back? Yeah. Power, power, I said. Power. Because that's what he's supposed to be. And by the way, even when he does bust through left tackle the way he did impressively the other night in Las Vegas, yeah. when he does that, it's a power move. It's a power scheme that runs through which spots, Moan? Left tackle and... And left guard? That's right. And yep. I know someone who was a left guard for 11 yeah, years. Absolutely. That still requires a power in burst, does it not? Yes, it does. In between the tackles. That's that's exactly what that means. We're going to take a couple more today. Ooh, Jake West these says, are good, hey, though, DK. Yeah, I like they're, these. They're, oh, you no, guys came us. ready. No, they're, they're hitting us. Uh, Jay Quest says, Kenny performed better on the move because half of the field was taken away and di he didn't have as many progressions. I don't buy that, but I'll read the rest of it. Is that an issue? Or a way for Matt Canada to get Kenny more comfortable with his reads. It's neither. I, I, I got to jump in and go answer ahead, this. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you got this. I look for the next one. Kenny said very simply that he was put on the move to try to throw Max Crosby off the scent. That's it. Okay. They had him going left. They had him going right. Uh, they had designed runs. Bow. Okay. Hadn't seen those since last season. Why? They needed to keep 98 honest. You know why they needed to keep 98 honest? Why is that? Because he wasn't getting blocked sufficiently. Yeah. And yeah. even when he was by the right tackle, the right tackle released him as if the play was over. Yeah, man. Sorry. Uh, no, you call it how it is. The tape don't lie, DK. Uh, which leads me to this, and then I'll go to another one, man. Uh, mm -hmm. I just said it, and I wasn't even trying to. Chris Lynn asked this question. He goes, hey, Mon, what is what does the phrase putting it on tape mean to you? I see it repeated by players and coaches, but it seems like the meaning chase changes based on context. It can and it does. Putting on tape means um, go out there. Let me see what you're made of. If you're the guy looking for the ball the whole bunch of time, put it on tape. Show me you believe in that. Okay? If this team, if you're supposed to be the best offensive line in the world, put it on tape. Show me. Uh, if they got a guy that's supposed to be all world, we hadn't seen it on tape, Chris. The tape doesn't lie. The tape follows you. It is your – like, I, I sound so much like Coach Tomlin saying this. It is your that's walking, so breathing resume. That's your brand. Yeah. It it's is. who you are. It's who you are. So when they say put it on tape, it's knowing that A.B. probably wasn't the fastest coming out of college, but he can take a five-yard slant 70 yards. And that's him telling you I'm fast while well, he put it on tape. I got to believe it. That's what that means. Reginald Rivers wants to know, <clears throat> hey, Moan, why are the media hyping Micah Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year, former Penn Stater, now with the Dallas Cowboys, over TJ? They are killing me, saying Parsons is the next Lawrence Taylor. Parsons is a great football player. If you had a vote today, 
meaning the Associated Press. This is not a writer's vote. It's not a media vote, okay, uh, Reg? It's just not. So you don't have to worry what the media say about him or how they hype him. It's it's an AP vote of, of, pan, of a select panel. Um, if they had a vote today, it would go to T.J. Watt, who today yeah. was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Month, not the week, yeah. of the yeah. month. Okay, best player in the conference. In my opinion, the best player in the conference on either side of the ball. Yes, uh, and it's, that's that's fascinating to me, also, DK, because uh, you're right about that. That that vote goes to the best player, and I think people that watch and know the game know that too. T- he's that popular because the media love the Cowboys. They just do. That comparison is because what position does he play? Oh, we hadn't seen this stuff before, but it all boils down to results. To me, there was one year in particular I remember like, what? He won it? It was Stephon Gilmore in the year uh, of 2019. You remember yes. this? Yes. I thought for a fact. Should have been she, TJ's first. TJ or Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones had 19 sacks that year. TJ mm-hmm. had a monster year too, and he went to Stephon Gilmore. They watch tape. The votes go to who they're supposed to go to in those moments. Stephon Gilmore got 42% of the votes because of the stuff he did at uh at cornerback. At Six interceptions, two touchdowns behind that, and he was just a blanket across the field. Like, there's a lot of variables that go into it. Does he have a campaign behind them? Yes, he does. But look at also the brand and who's their owner. Everything they do is going to be big if they have somebody good, right? Yeah, I just right now TJ's on a pace. I mean, I know projecting pace is something, but TJ is on a pace for thirty plus sacks That's and all these takeaways and pass defense. And I, I think if you're talking about just through week three, you're actually disrespecting TJ even by calling him DPOY. I think he would be in the MVP discussion moan that's all that's all the time we have today and uh, maybe something afterward maybe it is man who hey that was a quick burst right there y'all are too good man i I'm, i was challenged today i was there was more than one of those yeah that was good mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. Joey says that TJ can break the sack record this year. I don't even know what, what is the sack record. I think I it's uh, is it twenty two and a half? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know about I that. I can find that real quick. I mean, he is. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, Luke comes in. He's following. This is special teams week here on the Ramon Foster Show. With a shout out to Christian Koontz. Way to snap a ball. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, that, that came into this one. Our, our man, Marvin Wallace, who I believe is out here on this side of the state, wants to know how Philadelphia is so far. It, it, today, it's really gray. It's really, <laughs> really gray? Really gray, yeah. Man, it's gray everywhere, DK. It's, it's gray here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It is so gray. TJ got 22 and a half. So I think TJ's got – the most he had was 22 and a half. Yeah. I would expect it to be 23, 24. Yeah, I, I just look at what he's doing right now, and you know I'm thinking the same thing you are when it comes to TJ. It's play, all, it's play all 17. Okay, yeah. play all 17, avoid the big injury. There's going to be stuff that happens along the way. Uh, and in fairness to TJ, he's been that guy. He had been that guy before mm-hmm. last season. 
Yep. You know? Yep. Um, it is. People will, will, will analyze interviews here. Uh, hey, Moan, Matt Canada sounded different today when he spoke. He sounded collected and intelligent. I actually liked what I heard. Can I just throw back here What's that, that it's possible that you're just hearing him differently because there was a good game? That was Is a good that? Name. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just a different yeah. prism. It was, man. Uh, I saw that one, and, and that's simply what it is. You got to keep pounding the rock, man, and I'm meaning as a team. I'm meaning as a, a game plan. Again, we said this. What if Matt Canada gets better throughout the season? You adjust, meaning you, meaning your stance. You have to if you're fair. It, it if, is. If, if everything that has come out this week from both Kenny and now Canada about how all we've seen of the playbook is the tip of the iceberg and that there's they actually finally had a chance to start using more of it in Las Vegas because yeah. of the way the game unfolded. Okay, great. Let's keep seeing it. Let's acknowledge that there were a couple of really hard defenses in the first two games, and let's see it continue to get better, with or without Deontay. Facts. Facts, DK. Uh, TJ going to need 23 sacks to break the record. He's on his way. I say in a 17-game season, what suffices what Strahan did in 16? 25? Yeah. 25. Yeah. It's a new 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 record, I would expect. I mean, stay on the field. I don't see how he doesn't get field. it. Stay on the field. Because there was a year he was he doesn't get it. He was on pace. What was that? Uh heck, in 2022. He yep. had friggin' five and a half through ten games. Like, like this dude is he can do it. It's a matter of time. And ironically, the less he plays. The more he gets spelled, the better his chances of doing it. And that's where you want to see the Steelers have one of these games where they really take control. And, yes, I know the score was 23-7 to 7 the other night, but they definitely didn't take control no. offensively. You want a game where you can get Nick Herbig out there yep. for a quarter. Marcus, okay? and just, yeah, Marcus Golden. Marcus Golden. Just let them, let them eat for a quarter and let TJ and Alex watch and lo- lessen the rest risk of – losing them or diminishing them in any capacity. You know what I'm saying? So so it goes like this too then, DK. Um when you when we asked that question when I was asked that question earlier about what's what what's worse, like a guy who's consistently on you or a guy who's spelling himself in and out in a rotation. Mm-hmm. TJ has that move that you're looking for. He can get home. So TJ would be a headache as far as the rotation having a rotation. So there, there's a lot. There's a lot, man. Yeah, there is. I want to welcome uh, Dave Stump to our membership here. Anybody else who wants to do it, you can do that at dkps.net slash join. It doesn't have to be during the show. It can be at any time. Just type that. That's a web address, dkps.net slash join. Leaving Philly tonight, Moan, after the Pirates and Phillies finale, and uh, heading home. We'll do this from – I'll do this from Pittsburgh tomorrow. You'll do it from – finally, get home, man. You're not going to Houston? Oh, yeah. The next day. Oh, the next day. (laughs) Hey, man, <laughs> it's hard being the man out here, DK. It's hard being the man. Oh, you're not going anywhere this weekend? Uh, no, nah, I'm here this weekend, but I got uh, three more interviews after this I got to do. I got to do a Cincinnati one because the Titans are playing. I got an SEC one. I got my brother show, Ron, here in a second. My son has his, um, his Junior Bucks Middle School Championship game tonight. Uh, I got a lot going on, man, a lot going on, DK. It's good to be wanted, though. You know, consider the alternative. Us, you could be a nameless gray face. 
you could be a nameless gray face, which does not do much for you in the post-playing career. No, <laughs> look at Derek. Derek gets it. And I've seen Ron Lytle in my uh, day job uh, chat too, man. He pops up every once in a while too, man. That's pretty. I appreciate cool. you guys, man. There he is, right there. He just said it. <laughs> Shout out to you guys, man. I appreciate all the support, man. DK does too. I know that. Yes, sir. We'll get, see everybody tomorrow. Peace. Happy Friday. Let's get it. All right.